Ever since starting this job a few years ago, Max and I have had our fair share of weird assignments, but this one's different. Not only are we in the middle of nowhere with no cell service, little details keep unnerving me. That earthquake, the strange lights in the sky, that pig. I'm optimistic that things will work out fine. Lavinia at least seems amenable to some sort of agreement. And the people up here, Lavinia excluded, have been pretty nice. Don't even get me started on those vegan burgers, my mouth is still watering. I'm a little anxious that it could still fall apart. The trip has been pretty unpredictable and the slightest thing could set Lavinia off. This assignment has to go well. Needs to go well. There's a lot riding on this, but I know Max and I will do whatever it takes to succeed. You're listening to The Redacted Reports, a Delta Green podcast. Last week, we met Max Sullivan and Brian Martinez. They're working as troubleshooters for a lobbying firm in Sacramento. They headed north to a small town named Ruth, California. Their assignment from their job was to speak to one Lavinia Titus to see if they can negotiate an easement on her property to Perry's Knob behind the property to save some spotted owls or, as part of their negotiation, relocate the spotted owls. They met a creepy, tall young man named Wilbur, her son, and were sitting in her office when they saw a purple haze up on the mountain, and when a pig with human eyes met Brian's gaze from outside, it sounded like he said, help me. Max, the phone rings and someone picks up. Grannon Burke, this is Artem. How may I help you? Artem, uh, hey, it's Max. We were up at Lavinia's place, and she is willing to. Hi, this is Grandam and Burke. This is Artem. Um, you're breaking up a little bit. Can you say that again? Uh, Artem, it's Max. Hi, Max. We're at Lavinia's estate. You're still in the state with Lavinia. Yes. Excellent. She's willing to talk to us. I need to talk to Allison. Allison went home for the night. Crap. Okay. Is anyone else at the office? Uh, Micah is. Uh, and uh, Yvette is here as well. Oh, Micah. She hits Brian. Mike with a Y. No? Brian does not respond. <laughs> Ugh. I, uh, uh, whatever. Um, all right. Let's see. I don't. I don't think I care about Yvette. Micah. I might have recognized Micah. Is Micah a person I know? Micah is another intern. God. Is there anyone who's not an intern? I think Seabury is still here. Um, if you want, I can get it. Get you to Seabury's uh, personal assistant. Yes. All right, hold on for a moment. Oh my god. Okay, this is gonna be rough. I don't know what... 
this line, we might have to go back into town to, to really work this out for now, but at least we've made some progress. Brian? Oh, sorry. Yeah. I I thought I saw something weird outside. I think I'm just tired. Um, so yeah, maybe we go find somewhere to stay and give another call or find somewhere to send an email. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, they'll probably have better service if we get into like the downtown. They'll, they'll have landlines. Or Mad River, maybe, if we have to. Yeah, I guess that is a strong word for downtown, but... Yeah. You see Wilbur walk across the area back here, and he's got a whip or a lash, and just snaps it overhead, and you see the pig kind of scurry back to the little barn structure. And Wilbur shuts the door of the barn so the pig cannot get out. You do notice that there are some... A couple drops of rain appear on the windows outside. Mm. Oh, we should yeah, probably get like... going if we want to make it somewhere. Yeah. Um, and I'm not. I... I'm not staying at that trailer park. Uh, no, I don't think anyone was there. But yeah, hold on. Let me just. She she checks to see if Artem has returned or somebody has transferred her over. I I don't know how long we want to wait. This is Lakshmi, a personal assistant to Ms. Seaberry. Lakshmi, hi, it's Max Sullivan. Hi, Max, you sound like shit. Yeah, um, I am at Lavinia Titus's place. Um, just giving you a, a heads up, we did seem to work out some terms that she seems agreeable to. If you could pass that information on... We are trying to head back to town shortly, and we can fill you in more. Is this with the lollybolly eel meal thing? Y- yeah, yeah, it's those guys. Okay, uh, Ms. Grandin, probably, I don't know if she is on, if she's handling this, but I think it was, I think Allison, Allison Jensen was handling it. Have you tried to reach out to Allison? Yes, we were told that she had already left for the day, so I asked an intern to get anybody who wasn't an intern, and that has led us to you. Oh, that's a a good call. I'm sorry. Oh, that's all right. I get it. I get it. No problem. Yeah. You know what? I'll give Allison a call uh, on her cell phone, on her personal line. Uh, I think you might have it too, but if you're out there... Yeah, our service is very bad. (laughs) And you just hear a dial tone. Oh, mm, yep. Service is very bad. Okay. <sighs> okay, let's let's head out before it starts raining too much more. With that, thunder cracks. Doof. Okay. Well, yeah. I think uh, I I think our host would also like to probably have us leave. So the sound of the rain on the glass starts to make a tinking sound as it's freezing rain and sleet coming down. Oh shit. Oh, that happened very quickly. Uh, do you think we'll even make it across that little rickety bridge? In this? Oh. I don't. Um, I, uh. Well, not really sure what else we want to do, because I don't think our host will want us to stick around. Why don't we ask her if she thinks it'll clear up soon? Maybe she has a better idea of the weather patterns around here. <sighs> yeah, sure. Okay. I'll head out towards the door we came in. The door's locked. Okay, so it wasn't just a click closed, it was a click locked. Okay, is there another door or no? 
Uh, no, there's only one door into this little office room. I'll jiggle the handle a little bit and then knock a couple times. Okay, you jiggle the handle and you're now hand you're now holding the handle in your hand away from the door, and then you hear on the other side. Oh my god, we broke the lady's house. Oh my god, and it's still not opening. No, there's a large hole about the size of half the size of the doorknob that you can peer through to the other side. It's what's through the other side? I'll take a look. The rest of the house, but you can kind of see out. Is there anyone in there? No. You see Wilbur. Wilbur is outside. He's got a hand over his head, and his hand clearly covers all of his head. I will kind of shout through the doorway, Miss Titus? Wilbur? We can see him through the window, so Max is going to knock on the window. He turns and looks, and with, with his left hand, because his right hand is above his head, protecting himself from the sleep, he waves slowly. Max um, is going to, to wave him over and, and kind of point and like make hand motions that like door, handle, confusion. Good. Give me a you mint roll. <laughs> oh, boy. Okay. So I've got a 13. Out of a? 40. You're able to get across the information what information are you trying to get across to him? Sorry. I'm trying to get across to him door handle busted or or something along those lines. Like, help, come here. He puts a very large finger up as being one moment. And you see, he kind of runs. And his run is near comical as his legs are so long. And you, you hear him enter into the back door and... Brian, you're looking through the hole and you see he's coming down the, the hallway. He bends at the waist and like turns his head sideways and he's looking at you through the hole from a little bit back and looks at you. Looks like the door broke. Yeah, uh, any chance you could help us get it open? Here's the doorknob. And he picks up the doorknob. I wonder why mama closed it. We never closed this door. Maybe she was trying to give you privacy. Um, do you, uh, looking around, we might need to, if, if the handle isn't there, we might need to take it off of the hinges. Are, are the hinges on our side or his side? The hinges are actually embedded into the wood on your side. Okay. Um, boy howdy. Is there, is there a toolkit or something around? Go ahead and give me a luck roll. Oh boy, a luck roll. Uh, 38. You find a small glasses repair kit, and you also find a small plastic set of screwdrivers. Like they're metal screwdrivers, but the but the, okay. the package is plastic. Okay, okay. Like it's gotcha. it's one of those small like little like pocket ones, you know, with gotcha. with uh, Phillips head and, as well as straight. So they're not giant, but yeah, they're it's a small little toolkit. Okay, cool, perfect. Then I don't have to worry about trying to get him f- to get one from the tool shed and pass it through a window or something. So I'm like, okay, well, this is this is what we're gonna have to to roll with for now. So um, Max will uh, take to the toolkit and see if she can't start unscrewing the interior side, I guess, of the hinges. Um, you get to work on on doing that. Should I go get my mama? She went to go. She went to go talk to to Grandpappy. I'll look at Max. Like, uh, sure. 
Should I? Yeah, that might be a good idea. And Max starts screwing the screws back in. And she's like, no, she's going to she's going to lose it if she just finds us trying to remove the door. Right. OK, I'll be back in a little bit. Hold tight. Don't go anywhere. <laughs> we'll try. Uh-huh, uh-huh. You, you got us there, Wilbur. He heads off and starts to run. Uh, run. You hear him go out the back door, the door close, and he disappears from you, leaving the two of you in this room. The phone rings. I'll go answer it. Hello? Hi, may I please with with La- Lavinia, Lavinia Titus? Um, she's not here at the moment. Would you be able to take a message for me? Uh, sure. Um, my name is Artem. I'm from Grandman Burke. Um, we're in Sacramento. Artem, it's me, Brian. Oh, hi, Brian. We already, we're already at Lavinia's. Yeah, I know. You don't have, you don't have to keep calling her. Um, it's Brian. Something wrong? Just, just, Artem, go home. It's the end of the day. Tell, tell the interns to go home. It's Friday. Oh, all right. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll tell everybody. Um, we got back, we heard back from Allison. Well, what'd she say? Um, she said that that go ahead and uh, and negotiate negotiate the time, um, and that they will try to do it with you know with as little impact as possible. Uh, the note says they would need at least five days, five consecutive days. How often? It just says five consecutive days. Um, I could I could put you on hold. I can try to give her a call if you want. Uh, sure. There's dial tone. Hello? Dang it. Uh, okay, well, I guess at least Allison's aware of the situation. Once we get back to our laptops, I say we just type something up. And if we have Wi-Fi, we can send it to them. Uh, mm-hmm. Yep. That's kind of a secondary problem at the moment. Well, uh, uh, we really should have brought in the stuff from the car. We could have We could have just drawn it up here. Yeah, I wasn't thinking. <sighs> yeah, well... Neither was I, so... It's been a long day. So long. Ugh. It just seems to keep getting longer. The phone rings again. Hello? There is a loud screeching noise as it sounds like a fax machine. I kind of pulled away from my ear for a second. It's a horrible noise that makes your eyes water just a little bit. I'm gonna hang up. Someone tried to fax something to us. Oh. The phone rings again. <sighs> okay. All right, I'll answer it again. There's a fax machine no- noise. Oh my gosh, I hang up. A third time it rings. I let it ring. The fax machine picks up after the fourth ring and begins to print out a fax. Pictures of you two from a distance at the airport. Pictures of your car turning onto the road. To Lavinia's? To Lavinia's, yes. Um, Max, look at that. Yeah. Take a look at that. Take a look at this. Uh oh. Is it just those two photos? Yes. Well, there's three photos because there's a picture of each of you. Uh, what's where? Where is this coming from? I don't what's know. The number? Does it give? A, does it list the number? It it does list the number. Yes. She notes the number. Is it a nearby area code yeah, or a Sacramento? Area. It's a local or? area code and local exchange. Well, we'll have to deal with that later. Was this, do you think they were trying to send this to us or to Lavinia? I have to assume they were sending it to Lavinia. Why would they? 
I don't know. Why would somebody send us pictures of ourselves unless it was a warning that we shouldn't be here, but we're kind of already here. Yep, too late for that. Are these photos, would they have the, like, timestamp and stuff on them or any sort of, like, information around the edges, like a digital camera would possibly? Yes, but they are zeroed out. Okay. We're, we've made some bad choices today, I think, maybe, and I'm going to continue doing that. So she picks up the toolkit and starts going back at the door and trying to undo the hinges. Here, give me the give me the other one. I'll try the other hinge. Okay. So you guys get to work on the hinges, and you've gotten almost all of the screws out of the hinges. Go ahead and give me a strength roll. Lavinia and Wilbur have not returned yet. From each of us? Yeah, I'm going to need strength roll from both of you. Okay. Nope, that is a 78 out of 50. Uh, yeah, that's a 61 out of 45. This giant ass wooden door is too heavy for both of you to hold up. And it falls with a bang. On us or away from us? Away from you. Oh, that's good. Yeah, it doesn't squish you, but it does scare the hell out of you. And you do scamper out of the way. Okay. Um, well, that's bad. That's, that's bad. That's gonna be bad. I mean, let's see if we can lift it and put it lift it you know, yeah, against yeah. the doorway. I don't know. Well, look. If we can reset it, then we can maybe quickly put this. If one of us is capable of holding it in place, maybe we can put the door back on, and then she won't even know. Can we even lift it or no? Go ahead and give me a strength check for both of you to lift this door. It's heavy. Okay. Oh, nine, ninety-eight. <laughs> Uh, 45, which means... Excellent. You pick it up and you're holding it up there. Brian, probably a good idea for you to start... Oh, yep. I immediately start trying to do that. You start to drive the screws into the hinges and into the wall. And you get almost all the way done and the back door opens. Max, you're holding on the door and you see Lavinia walking with a purpose and she is soaked what in the god's fuck are you doing to my house uh sorry uh, the, the the handle fell off um when you tried to open it we kind of got stuck inside yeah she looks at the situation did you take the door off its hinges yes if you could see steam coming out of her ears it would be piping hot Actually, you see the tips of her ears are bright red. Keep going. Put that door Will back we, back up where it's at. Keep yep. going. Nope. Stop we, talking. Keep screwing so in. So I, I, I finish it. Now, what the hell did you do to the doorknob? Uh, we tried to open the door. It was locked, and when I jiggled it, it fell off. Mm-hmm. Likely. Give me those screwdrivers. Hand them over. She puts the doorknob on, puts them together, and, and with, the, with a couple quick screw turns, turns of the screw. She's able to reattach the doorknob and turns it on both sides. See? It's not locked. God damn. Mm. Thank you for taking care of my son. You're welcome. The weather's quite horrific outside. It's going to be a slick ride down the hill. And she smiles. Of course. Now don't mind the Yugo that's down there on its side. He did not negotiate that one turn appropriately. Or maybe he did. We will be sure to keep a weather eye. Um, 
We certainly don't want to be a burden on your time anymore. Did you get through to the people that you needed to talk to? Uh, we gave them a heads up. We're going to draft something up and we will be in touch. When do I expect you back? Probably sometime. Uh, we'll get back to as soon as we can. I'm going to need a time frame from you for this negotiation it's to continue. Beginning of next week, since it's the weekend, I don't know if we'll be able to get the necessary approvals quickly. My father said that we are we cannot wait that long on this any type of decision. He actually told me that we that I should run you out of here with a shotgun. I said I would wait, because you seemed that you were kind enough. You offered kindness. And per the laws, we have to respond with kindness, so I'm going to provide you with kindness. Uh, how about tomorrow? Tomorrow will work. Okay. I kind of share a look with Max, like, yeah. Max is desperately trying to contain her okie dokie expression. <laughs> Just like, I, fine, say whatever she needs. Yeah. The chandeliers and the fixtures on the walls begin to shake again, and one of the pictures falls from the wall. Glass doesn't shatter, but it does make a resounding thud. She now acknowledges and looks, we may not have till tomorrow. Uh, why would you say that? The mountain's not happy. Your spotted owls are just the littlest thing that you could find. They are the smallest problem we have. They are just but a nuisance, but that's okay. I'll have tomorrow, but you might not. Would you like a soda pop for the ride home? Uh, I, I think we'll be okay. Okay. Well, I will walk you to the front door. I will bid you adieu. Thank you so much. Quite welcome. She opens up the door, and it is just sheet of sheet of sleet and sleet coming down. I'm going to run to the car and see if I can get the driver door open. Go ahead, give me an athletics roll, because you're running on ice. Hmm. My dice hate me. 94. Okay. Oh, boy. You hit the ground running, and your feet give out underneath you, and you begin to slide down a little bit of a hill there and smack up against your car. You think you might have dented it a little bit. Roll 1d4. Oh, God. One. One. Only take one point of damage from the slide and slamming into the car. You hit the key fob, and the doors unlock. Um, you pull up on the door handle, a little bit of ice breaks away, and you're able to open up the door with a bit of a, uh, a tug. Max, Lavinia's standing there, looks at you. Now, you little trollop, you best be getting off. Max is, is straightened up at the uh, statement, and since the door is open, she does not sprint out there, but she, she goes ahead out to the car taking watch of her stuff. Okay. Give me an athletics roll, but add 20 to it because you're moving slow. Do I have an athletics? Do, 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 do. I think you have just the bare minimum. Okay. Yeah, I do. Um, so I got a 55. Okay. Oh, barely. <laughs> That's a critical just, fail. Yeah, just <laughs> oh. ruined everything. You go slow and you're working your way down and then all of a sudden your feet give out from underneath you. Roll 1d4 and add 1 to it. What are the odds that she hits me? Oh, you're well, already in the probably car. Probably pretty good. Okay. Well, you never know. 
One, thank goodness. Okay, so you take two points as you slam your tailbone off of the driveway, off of the, off of a stone in the driveway, and <gasps> kind of slide down to the car. You slide a little bit further past the car, and so it's going to take you a bit of time to get back up to the vehicle. I will open her door for her from the inside. Okay. I clamber in. You climb into the car. You're both drenched, both cold. You hear from up on the porchway, because you see Wilbur is there as well. You will not be tempted by these outsiders, neither him nor her. Mama, I don't have any likings to them. I don't care. Get back inside. And you hear the crack of a whip. The long lash that he had. Don't love that, but I guess we should go. Yeah. I want to drive further enough up so that she maybe doesn't see the car, but I don't want to cross the brickety bridge yet. Is that possible? Yes. Okay. You make it down to the bridge, and it's slow going. You've slid off of this road twice already. Do I get the sense that it's letting up at all? No. As a matter of fact, it feels like it's getting worse. Uh, I... Max, what do you think? Do you, I don't even think we can make it across the bridge. We can try, but I slipped off without rain. I mean, how how deep is this gulch? About four foot deep. It is pretty sharp, right? Yeah. It's only about maybe six foot wide, but four foot deep. So it's sharp down, but pretty short across. So it doesn't take long to get across, but still enough. No, but we might be able to manually maneuver the car uh, from outside. Or at least I can why don't get out and... Here, Max, why don't you drive and I'll go out and push or keep us steady. Okay. I'm going to... I'm just going to take off my shirt because it's already soaking wet and then get out. It's cold. Like freezing rain cold. All right, so you get you get outside the vehicle, and uh, Max hops over the center console and is now in the driver's seat. Does this give her like a plus to the drive? Yeah, check? we'll give we'll give uh, Max a plus twenty to drive. So go ahead and give me a, a drive check there, Max. Uh, ninety-five. Brian, I need a luck roll from you. Oh gosh! Oh, don't let me kill Brian. 50. Oh, so the earth begins to shake as the car is going across the beams. The vehicle shifts and the beams kick out and the car drops down. Front wheels are not touching ground and the car is now sitting ass end in. And you had stepped away just at the right time. Otherwise, your legs probably would have gotten crushed by the car. Oh, gosh. Okay. How is how is the car? Is it stuck? Yeah, that's the front wheels are up, not touching the ground, as it's sitting at an angle up out of this little gulch. And it's sleeting on you. If I go down into the gulch, does it look like there's anything I can do? You're not strong enough. Even with the leverage of the planks, the two by eights, you're not gonna be able to do it by yourself. Your car is stuck. Max, are you okay? I think so. 
She's going to go ahead and slowly try and get out of the car. Hopefully not throwing herself into the Can you grab my coat? Yeah. She grabs his coat and tosses it to him. There's no running water at the moment in the gulch, so you're able to hop out. Your feet do sink a little bit into the soft earth. All right. um, Yeah. I say we... Did we bring a backpack or something that we can put some stuff in? Probably. At least a laptop bag. Yeah. I say we... There's no cell service. Don't really want to go back to her house. That might be her only option, though. Uh, she did not want us there. <laughs> There's nowhere to go from this particular point but back. It's I- way too far to get anywhere if we go away from... Lavinia's, right? Yeah. So, are Brian and Max going to be trekking back to the Titus homestead? I think so. Yeah. The trek uphill is arduous at best. You make it back there. The sleet has turned into a bit of snow that's starting to fall and cover the slick ground. The sounds are muffled by the sounds of the snow falling. And you arrive at the front door again. I'll give it a knock. A few moments later, Wilbur opens up the door. Let me guess, you didn't make it down the hill? No, we didn't make it across the little bridge, in air quotes. Hmm. Well, it's too nasty to go outside now. Any way we could call a tow truck? I can ask my mama. Okay, we'd appreciate it. Come on inside. No need to be cold. Thank you, Wilbur. The fire in the fireplace is going right now. And you're standing there in the entryway. You see Lavinia has a apron on. Return so soon, huh? Car got stuck. Where'd your car get stuck? In the little gully by the bridge. By the bridge. Did you ruin my goddamn bridge? I think your bridge ruined us. That's fair. Do you mind if we use your phone again to try and call a tow truck? Ain't no tow truck's gonna make it up that hill. They can't negotiate the switchbacks. A pickup truck with a winch could do it, but nobody in their right mind's gonna come up that hill until it clears out. And I'm not gonna put my truck at risk because you can't drive. Looks like you gotta wait. Okay. We would appreciate the shelter if you're willing to provide it. Mama, they asked nicely. I know they asked nicely. Mama, can we let them stay? They were kind. All right. You can dry your things by the fire there. You can rest until it calms down. Should be good probably by tomorrow. You can make use of the office to call your family and friends if you need to. Now, I do warn you, we probably don't have connection right now. As the phone lines... Don't like this kind of weather. Uh, And you think in the morning we'd be able to get someone to help us get the car out? Let's see what it looks like in the morning. Okay. Appreciate it. Mm Mm-hmm. Wilbur, fetch them something hot to drink. Give them a little bit of the Campbell soup. That's very generous of you. Thank you very much, Miss Titus. Mm Mm-hmm. And she turns around on her heel and heads back into the kitchen, starts working on some food that smells really goddamn good. You hear the the sound of a can opening up and soup being poured into a bowl and a microwave starting. Wilbur appears a few moments later and hands each of you a small bowl with plastic spoons uh, with some piping hot 
soup as you kind of gather around the fireplace. Wilbur's head is down. I have my studying to do. Thank you. You get to it, Wilbur. Thank you very much. He walks over to the kitchen table and grabs a bag from underneath, like a book bag, and pulls out a very large leather-bound book. He opens it, and you hear him muttering under his breath what sounds like Latin. I'll whisper to Max, does that look familiar to you? I don't think so. Should it? I don't know. I was hinting at an occult check. Um, yeah. Looks looks at my thing. Looks at the book closer. Do I recognize the book? Go ahead and give me an occult roll. Uh, that is a 26. Out of? Which is well under my 50. Excellent. You hear him switch from Latin to Greek and to Arabic at times. You're able to pick those out. And you think this may be one of the lost tomes known as the Necronomicon. Um, does she... Would she think that's real or would she think that it is... That's a very good question. Real. That's a question that Max might have trouble on their own to figure out. Okay. Because within her, like, personal belief scope, I think she believes that, like, there could be a, a book such as the Necronomicon out there, but the likelihood of that appearing to her is so astronomically high that she it's like she's like sure I, I'm sure ghosts are real or whatever but like I'm never gonna have the evidence for that or like I bet there's life out in the universe beyond us but I'm probably never gonna see it can I make an occult roll just for sure shits and giggles <laughs> I got a one <laughs> out of the base ten which doesn't mean I get to check it but <laughs> I guess I recognize it when she mentions the Necronomicon, your ears kind of perk up, and yeah, you kind of feel, yeah, Necronomicon, that might be the Necronomicon. Does Ash versus Evil Dead exist in this universe? Yes, Evil Dead does exist in this universe. Okay. Like from Ash versus Evil Dead? Y- y- yes. Um, but that's, you know, <sighs> fictional. Right. So, like, but a real one? But uh, I, I don't. I okay. Let's. I don't even. This everything about this trip has been odd, to say the least. Um, definitely. I mean, what would? Uh, I don't even know how that kind of thing would wind up here. Or maybe that's exactly where it would be in the middle of nowhere. Right, where they don't have cell service and don't want anyone bothering them. Yeah, but it's just out in the open. And he doesn't know any better. No, but given how active she is, I feel like uh, if she wanted him to study, he'd be banished to his room, you know? Right, this is all odd. This is pretty forward, especially if they don't like outsiders. I mean, we're right here. It can't be (laughs) real. Yeah, there's got to be something else. Yeah, yeah. That's that would be ridiculous. The back door opens and you see a man in a hooded coat step into the back room, into the kitchen. 
because this is kind of an open layout of the house. He takes off his coat and he's got a wild mane of hair and a beard halfway down to his chest. It looks as though that he's lived a pretty good life as he's got a good sized paunch. He's a, he cuts a pretty large silhouette, not as big as his great grandson. Great grandson or grandson? Grandson, great grandson. What's does it matter? It might. Walks, he walks into the kitchen and sits down at the cleared space, looks at you and his eyes have this orange unhealthy glow to them, a yellow glow. Not like a glow as in like in the light, like producing light, but you know, they are they are tinted yellow. Lavinia comes by and places a plate in front of him and you see that there's, you know, some meat on the, the plate and some potatoes and some other food. And he attacks the meat as though his name was Denethor. It is the most gruesome way someone could eat meat. The juices are dripping down his chin into his beard, and it's making like a slopping noise every time he takes a bite. Wilbur closes the book and looks over and sits down at the table, and he keeps looking back at you, and he waves slowly, like, hello. Just give him a wave back. Hi. Lavinia seems subservient when this man is here. She really hasn't said anything and she serves him and she places a plate down for herself and then one then for Wilbur. Wilbur and Lavinia eat quietly while the old man chomps away noisily using his fingers instead of the utensils. When his plate is clean, he turns and looks at the two of you as you're both sitting there. Your jaws are a bit agape. What brings you to my mountain? It's not owls, is it? Are you seeking the power of the mountain? We're just, um, he here to check in on some birds. Really, we, we do not want to, uh, seek anything other than some birds. Where's my manners? He stands up and walks toward you with a greasy hand, still with bits of food hanging from his nails. My name is Noah Titus. Nice to make your acquaintance, Mr. Titus. Max does the brave thing and and shakes his hand and does not wipe it. I'll shake it as well. (laughs) Hell of a storm. Glad you're here. My son can use the practice. Practice for what? Your son? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Have a good night. He turns from you, grabs his coat, throws the hood back up, and marches back out into the snow outside. Lavinia looks over at you. Now look what you've gone and done. Um... Uh, I'm sorry, Miss Titus? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you should be sorry. I'm not entirely sure Oh, you sure will be sorry. You know done. what? No, no. Not you should be sorry. You will be sorry. Now he will I... come down here. Ma'am, I am... We didn't want to intrude. We didn't want to be here in the first place. I'm not entirely sure what you expect us to do at this point. She slams her hand on the... Her hands on the table. And it makes Wilbur kind of 
push back from the table as well in a start. Well, best keep an eye on your vehicle. Best keep an eye on yourselves. Because once he catches a whiff of you, just a whiff, that's all I'm saying. He's going to be mad at me. And you brought this upon me. You brought this upon yourselves and you brought this upon me and my household. I have to go beg for your forgiveness now. If you wanted to help us leave, you could help us with the get the car out. Wilbur, fetch my coat. Let's get these good people out of here. He grabs her coat and she puts it on. And in the pocket, you hear the jingling of keys. Get down to your vehicles now. Yes, ma'am. Yeah, I'll bundle up and head to the door. You bundle up and you head start heading down the pathway, down to the road. The snow makes it a little bit easier for you to traverse the treacherous area. And you hear and see a large early 80s pickup truck with a winch moving behind you. And you see the fiery eyes of Livonia driving and Wilbur sitting in the bed of the truck. As you make it within maybe 20 feet of your car, you hear coming from your right, which is a little bit uphill, the sounds of trees and wood breaking. What looks to be a spiral of debris, of detritus, of trees, of pine needles and branches circling and rolling down the gulch. It itself makes you wonder, what is this thing? So much that I need for you to make a sanity roll. Oh boy. I got my exact sanity. Excellent. Oh, I got my breaking point. So I got, I got a 68. 68. And what is your sanity roll? Sanity? Uh, 85. 85. So you succeed. You take one point, Max. Brian, you are fine. You do not take any since you rolled exact on that. As this tumbleweed from some other dimension made up of all kinds of tree matter rolls down the gulch... It gets to your car and cuts it clear in half. I'm Joseph Newman, and I play Brian Martinez. I'm Christy Bauer, and I play Maxine Sullivan. I'm Dan Voschkevich, the Handler. Our story is based upon the role-playing game Delta Green by Arc Dream Publishing. Delta Green is created by Dennis Detweiler, Adam Scott Glancy, and John Scott Tynes. The Horror Out of Ruth Hollow is an original story created by me, Dan Voschkevich, with assistance from Joseph Newman and Christy Bauer. If you like our story, there are a few ways to support us. First, you can check out our Patreon page, patreon.com slash theredactedreports. Patrons of our podcast will receive early access to episodes, Rowan's written reports for each story, as well as other goodies and opportunities exclusive to our patrons. We offer special thanks to our $20 and up patrons, Stephen Schwartz, Director Arayo, Jonathan Powell, Tom Padula, M.S. Aznikar, Heather Ney, Jen Obertaz, 
Jake Blair, Bomb Clancy, Kit Thompson, Danny, Lady Bedeville, Sherrick Manning, Red Dead Coquette, Blardimus, Ginger Fury, Dr. Christian Lehman, Kate, DB, Eli the Kraut, Mickey Maki, Robbie Nowell, and Matthew Mayworm. If you can't support us directly, that's okay. Please support us by telling people about us. Leave a review wherever you get your podcast and follow us on all the usual social media sites. Also, check out our website, www.theredactedreports.com. All of our handouts are archived there. And if you have any questions, comments, or concerns, you can reach out to Agent Harker through the contact form there. The Redacted Reports is edited and produced by Tiana Hansen and is distributed by Quest and Chaos. If you like what you hear with us, please give Quest and Chaos YouTube and Twitch channels a visit. They play Dungeons and Dragons and Call of Cthulhu on a weekly basis. Join us next week, because a single inky black wing propels a hunter through the darkness of night, and eyes, way too many eyes, peer at us from the abyss, waiting for us to let down our guards so they can consume our puny existence and subjugate the remainder of us in the name of the old gods. <laughs> <laughs>